Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Doris Day, comedians Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, plus Jimmy Durante, Peggy Lee, and Victor Moore. Doris Day was a popular singer with Les Brown in the band of renown in the mid-40s. And in the 50s, she began her own radio show. Here's one of her songs from 1953. Now I ran across a boy one day Just as sharp as a boy can be And he wasn't surprised when I would say That he meant the world to me I said he was the best man Who ever knocked on my door I said he was the best man The feller I waited for I said he was the best man at dancing Nobody can deny That when it came to romancing He was the A-plus number one guy But then I met his best friend Who knocked me right off my pins But still he wasn't worried Cause the best man always wins The way it all turned out There was no doubt that he was best man in the Yes, he was the best man When I married his best friend Comedians Bud Abbott and Lou Costello were the most popular comedy team in motion pictures and radio during the 40s. Their pictures were box office smashes, and they continue to be seen on television today some 30 years later. The Abbott and Costello radio show was also tops in the Hooper rating. Here's an excerpt from 1946. Hey, Abbott! Suppose you walk into a baseball park. What teams are playing? I don't know. Then what are you doing in the baseball park? Ah, oh, you got me in there, now get me out. All right, all right, all right. Wait a minute. What is the first thing you buy when you enter a baseball park? A hot dog. A, a hot dog? Without mustard. Oh, no, mustard goes with a hot dog. Not with mine. Mustard was, goes with a hot dog. It's I don't care it. what the mustard goes with. I'm not going to eat it. I don't but, like it. I mean, after all, wait who a minute. are you? Just a minute. I don't get excited. The mustard and the hot dog go together. Let them go together. I don't want to spoil any romance. Who's talking about a romance? I mean, after all, if I don't like mustard, I don't have to eat a few or anybody oh, else. All right, I didn't know. What do you think you are? Big man, if you come and eat mustard, 
license. I got any mustard. Well, let's forget about it. I got my license. All right, right. all right, we'll forget about it. I'm not going to eat mustard for you or anybody else. All right, so you don't have to eat it. I mean, after all, mustard burns my tongue, and I'm not going to burn my tongue for you or nobody else. All right, don't eat it. It's a free country. I know that. If you want to eat mustard, you eat it. If you don't, you don't have it. All right, well, don't shout. There's no law, so you've got to eat it. No, 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 I know that, I know that. Mustard makes me sick, All right, don't eat it. Who do you think you are to tell me i got to eat something that I don't want to eat? Please, I'm, I'm a not... married man. I, I got am... a wife and two children. I understand that. If I eat mustard, I get sick. I can't work. What Wait happens a... to my kids? Just a minute. They wind up in the orphan oh, asylum. You're a fine guy, sending my kids to an orphan asylum. Don't get excited. What are my kids ever doing to you? All not... right, you got to put them away in the orphan asylum. This is, uh, Come on. Get my kids out of the orphan asylum. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> what started all this nonsense? Mustard. Mustard. Wait a minute. Just a minute. You just don't like mustard. I like Worcestershire Shire Shire George. You like what? Worcestershire Shire Shire George. Worcestershire Shire Shire You can't even say it. Yeah, but you don't like mustard. I love Worcestershire Shire Shire Look, suppose you walk out on the bridge and you jump off. I'm not jumping off any bridge. What are you doing on the bridge? There's two things I don't like, and it's bridges and mustard. And if you want to burn me up, brother, all you got to do is stick me in the middle of a bridge with a handful of mustard. Look, wait a minute, just a minute. You don't like mustard. Give me a reason. What are you, some big shot or something? Too big a guy to like mustard? I don't care for the Wait, stuff. I'm not going to eat know, that. Do you know where mustard comes from? Huh? You know where mustard comes from? I know they don't scrape it off a mustard plant. No, no, no. <laughs> they manufacture mustard. Do you know they spend millions of dollars every year to put up factories just to manufacture mustard? Oh, yeah. Do you know those factories employ thousands and thousands of men just to manufacture mustard? Oh, yeah. And you, just because you don't like mustard, what do you want them to do? Close those factories down and put all those people out of work? Now, just a minute. Don't shout at me. Do you mean to stand there and tell me that those thousands of people are making one little jar of mustard just for no, me? No, 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 wait a minute, let me... If they are, you can tell them not to make any more, because I'm not going to eat All right, well, let's forget it. <laughs> if I eat that little jar of mustard that those thousands of people are making for me in a mustard factory, what happens to the poor people working in a witcher charge here, George? Wait a minute. Just a minute. <laughs> let's close one factory at a time. Take all the people I put out of work in a mustard factory and put them back to work on that bridge and build it up again. Now, wait a minute. Look, answer one question, will you please? Just one teeny-weeny Ask question. Ask me something with a little sense to it. Will you answer it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, say you walk into a restaurant. You walk into a restaurant, and the waiter places on uh, one side of the table uh, a, a, a big juicy steak, and one side a platter of beans. Now, which one would you eat? I eat the steak. You eat the steak. You yeah. know where that steak comes from? A cow. A cow. I hope. You hope. You know what that cow gives? No. That cow gives milk. No, she don't. You gotta take it away from ah, yeah. Jimmy Durante has been a star for over 50 years in all facets of show business. On stage, in vaudeville, nightclubs, motion pictures, radio and television, he's entertained untold millions around the world. During the radio days of the 40s and 50s, his comedy show was a weekly frolic of fun. Here's the Jimmy Durante Show when he had as his guest comedian Victor Moore. But now, ladies and gentlemen, to proceed from the nonsensical to the non secator which is just 20 miles this side of San Bidu, I'm proud to present... Pardon me, is this the take-it-or-leave-it program? <laughs> you want to take it or leave it program? Well, nobody will take what I've got and I'd like to leave it. <laughs> Why, it's that dashing dilettante Victor Moore. <laughs> you know, Victor, 
Victor, it's good to see you brimming over with vim, vigor, and vitamins. Uh, thank you, Jimmy. Good to see you, too. You know you're as refreshing as a scented breeze drifting like a skylark over a purple lagoon. <laughs> ah, those are beautiful words. Where did you ever learn them? I do know all cars laundry, and they were scribbled on an old shirt tail. <laughs> that I understand. Well, what's this I hear about you suffering from insomnia? Insomnia? Nothing. I can't even sleep. <laughs> Why, I've been awake so long, I got two inches of dust on my eyebrow. What did I say? Excuse me, please, Mr. Durante. I was just listening to your program in my automobile and learned that you have insomnia. I'm Professor Schultz. BBS, PhD, LLD. That's a funny way to spell Schultz. <laughs> Victor, Victor, please. We're in the presence of a man with a night school diploma. Mr. Durante, at the University of Heidelberg, I discovered a sure cure for insomnia. Oh. Now, if you buy this phonograph record of Brahms' lullaby, and when you go to bed tonight, you play it over and over, I guarantee you will fall down asleep. <laughs> Sounds all right, but won't I have to wake up to turn off the record? Oh, that's what everybody says. I just can't sell any of these records. <laughs> <laughs> Well, color too bad his brain doesn't have an automatic changer. Uh, Jimmy, you don't need that guy. I got a sure remedy for insomnia. Every night I drink three glasses of warm milk. One pasteurized, one homogenized, and one terrorized. Milk that's terrorized? Yeah, it's from discontented cows who didn't want to let go. <laughs> I always use carnation milk. It looks better in my lapel. But what can I do to get a little sleep? Well, I could drop around tonight and sing to you. Sometimes I sing myself to sleep. <laughs> you sing yourself to sleep? Yeah, I just lie back and start to croon. Rock-a-bye, Victor, on the treetop. That puts you to sleep? Uh, sure, I'd be crazy to stay awake and listen to a racket. <laughs> he nearly lost his place too there for a minute. <laughs> Don't be so modest, Victor. With your voice, you could put Perry in a coma. <laughs> I got a million of them. A million. <laughs> well, this thing calls for a scientific approach. Tell me, when you go to bed, do you lie with your nose over the covers or under the covers? Victor, the nose is the covers. Uh. <laughs> if I could plug if I could plug in this schnoz, I'd have the biggest electric blanket in town. <laughs> but Victor, let's ignore me and my dilemmas. I may not be able to sleep, but if I could, here comes the girl I dream about. It's Peggy Lee. <laughs> Greetings. Peggy, might I say that you're looking today chick tonight? <laughs> well, so are you, Jimmy. As a matter of fact, I don't know which one of you is prettier tonight, you or Victor. Well, I got dimples. <laughs> well, uh, Victor may have dimples, but I got, uh, well, I got, I must have something. <laughs> He's got insomnia. 
Ah, oh, you poor thing. Jimmy, what you need is some fresh air and relaxation. I went out to the racetrack yesterday, and I feel terrific. Say, that sounds like a good idea. Did you win any money? Well, I was wearing a dress with a new look, so I only bet to win and place. How come? Oh, with a new look dress, nothing ever shows. Ah, thank you, blood bombshell, you. Say, that's funny that you mentioned the racetrack, Peggy. Just this afternoon, I found a free pass to the clubhouse. See, Jimmy, we can go out and spend the whole afternoon at Santa Anita without spending a dime. A tempting proposition. Ah, Victor, this promises to be a great day. A free pass to the races might be just the thing for my insomnia. And who knows, at the track we might even meet a few girls of the female species. <laughs> well, girls are all right, Jimmy, but I like horses better. You do? Yeah, ever since I was a young man, I spent most of my time with horses. A recommendable pastime. But haven't you ever thought of marriage? I have, but I just can't find a horse that's serious. <laughs> if any of my friends are listening in Chicago, please stop that joke before it reaches New York. <laughs> ah, but my boy is as frisky as a two-year-old. He's feeling his oats tonight. Well, come on, Jimmy, let's go to the track. This free pass is burning a hole in my money belt. Okay, Victor, I'll go, but remember, no betting. Okay. Racing farms, racing farms, get your racing farms here. One side, my good man, we're not betting today. That's right, buddy. Now let me have that free pass, Victor, and watch the way I impress this guy at the ticket window. Hello, my good man. Here's our pass. What are you doing out here? I'm betting $2 on you in the next race. <laughs> betting on me? Wait a minute, I'm not a horse. Then why is that oat bag hanging down in front of your face? <laughs> That's not an oat bag and stop counting my teeth. I'll tell you how old I am. Uh, just a minute, Buster. This fellow happens to be a friend of mine. I've yet to see the day you can holler at my friend. Don't you tell I've yet to see the day you can holler at my friend. Pipe down or I'll brain you. Well, this is the day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great to have a front man, but my boy is too much front and not enough man. <laughs> but come on, Victor, let's rub hoofs with the horse he says. Look, there's Lana Turner. Uh, what scintillating hair. What bewitching eyes. What delectable skin. Yeah, and what delicious lips. You know it, too? No, I was just helping you take inventory. <laughs> My boy likes to keep track of the stock in case of a clearance sale. Hi, fellas. Boy, am I crying the blues. I got a couple of bucks I want to spend, and I can't understand this silly racing form. Why, it's simple, Peggy. Look what it says about the first entry. Bred in Kentucky, does the mile in 140, wears blinkers, White bandages on legs and chestnut markings on nose. <laughs> Say, that sounds all right. Should I bet on him? That's just the owner. Wait till we get to the horse. <laughs> Let's see. His name is Blind Date. Well, before Peggy bets on it, Jimmy, why don't you look under his name and check on his parents? You see, under this horse up here, it says, Whirl Away Out of Pretty Mary by Sea Biscuit. Well, what does it say under Blind Date, Jimmy? Oldsmobile, out of gas, by Griffith Park. <laughs> Excuse me.
Excuse me, fellas. I just got to get a bet on that first horse on the board. A minute ago, he was 100 to 1, and he was just marked down to 98. <laughs> That's a woman for you always looking for a bargain. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Watch this. The Bluegrass Stable is auctioning off their entire stock. Now, the first horse is a two-year-old named Free Pass. I'll start the bidding at 2,500. Who'll make the next bid on Free Pass? Who'll make a 28 on Free Pass? Gosh, Jimmy, isn't this interesting? We'll make a 28. Yeah, and to think we got in on a Free Pass. What did you say? Free Pass. Sold to the man with the big nose. <laughs> now, wait a minute. All bids are final. That's $2,800 for the horse, $40 for trainer's fees, $60 for stable charges, and the horse has a $700 food bill. $700 for food? Where does this horse eat at the Macombo? <laughs> Don't be silly, Jimmy. They wouldn't let him in there without a necktie. <laughs> this is no time for joshing. How am I going to get back my $3,300? Spread out, boys. It's hot breath Houlihan. But, attention, Eastern States. We just solved your heating problem. Miss Houlihan. I didn't know you were interested in a sport of kings. Are you kidding? Why, uh, the last time Seabiscuit ran in the Kentucky Derby, I was standing at the finish line. What happened? It was the first time the jockey came in ahead of the horse. <laughs> I think I know how that boy felt. Turn off your motor, Pudgy. You're running out of gas. <laughs> Wait a minute, hot Brett. Maybe you can help me get my money back on this horse I just bought. You seem to know a lot about horses. Well, Natch, I'm from Texas. Whenever I go away from Texas, I feel like I've left a part of me there. If you'll have it shipped out here, I'll be happy to pay the freight. <laughs> yeah, and have them put a sticker on it. Use no hooks. <laughs> Thanks, muscles. Now, uh... Listen, I got some information that's right out of the horse's mouth. That sounds like an awful sloppy place to keep. <laughs> Victor, Victor, Victor. Look, boys, the horse you just bought is entered in the next race. Now, for $500, I think I can fix it so he's got a chance to win. Good. What's your plan? I'll put a martini in his oats, a Manhattan in his hay and a bucket of champagne in his water trough. Will that make him win? I don't know. But if he loses, he'll be the happiest horse on the track. <laughs> it's a deal, hot bread. Here's the $500. Thanks. Free pass will be the last entry, number 10. So long, flute snoot. So long. And goodbye to you, lover lips. It gets around, it gets around. Hey, Jimmy, that's a hunch. We got in on a free pass, and your horse's name is Free Pass. Victor, what a coincidence. Take my wallet and go over to the $100 winner and buy four tickets on number 10. Have you got that? I got it, Jimmy. Four tickets on number 10. Four tickets on number 10. With a hunch like that, my 3300 is practically right back in my pocket. <laughs> that guy's a novelty. Most people aren't flat till after the race. <laughs> Boy, what a thrill. There's my horse number 10 walking along the rail. Hey, free pass, I'm depending on you. 
How do you feel about the race today? I'm feeling mighty slow. <laughs> I'm surrounded by assassins. I gotta catch Victor before he makes those bets. They're off and running. It's too late. There goes my dough. Heading down the back stretch, it's Candy Bar in front. Bitter Honey, Wacky Packy, and Free Pass was left at the post. He's fumbling with the lock on the starting gate. <laughs> Going into the far turn, it's Bitter Honey, Candy Bar, Wacky Packy, and Free Pass is still at the post. Now he's sending up flash for a locksmith. Now free pass is broken from the starting gate. He's gaining. And now the horses are coming down the line of finish. And the winner is number 10, free pass. Victor, free pass did it. He did it. That makes me even. Just think, four tickets on number 10. What did you say? I said four tickets on number 10. You got me four tickets on number 10, didn't you? No, I got you 10 tickets on number four. <laughs> Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. Good night, good night, good night. It's time to say good night. Good night, good night. What more is there say but good night? We've had a few laughs. And it's time for two to loot. Arrivo, up we the same. And think a think a do. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Say it's time to say good night. Good night, folks. up this edition of the golden days of radio now here's a question what's right about america well for one thing we can make our voices heard in our free election process if we don't feel that our representatives or senators are doing their job we can always vote for someone better if we're against the passage of a city or county bill or assessment we can get up before our councilmen and tell them why without fear of reprisal our form of government is truly of by and for the people and let's all be thankful that it is this is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next time for more stars and personalities from the golden days of radio. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.